Welcome to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. This is Josh Planos with the Better Business Bureau and my co-host, Lacey Bolte from Nebraska AIDS Project. This show was created to highlight the great work done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Cause Collective. To learn more about Cause Collective and how we can help our members better serve the community, visit our website at www.causecollectivelincoln.org. While you're there, you can also sign up for our free newsletter to read all about what our members are doing and how you can support them. Just click on Community Newsletter under the Community Outreach button. Today, we are talking to Tina Rockenbach, the Executive Director from Community Action of Nebraska. To get us started, Tina, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I came on here as Executive Director exactly two years ago and um, have had a lot of fun. Prior to that, I've done quite a bit of work with um, family-centered or nonprofit-centered work um, the last several years after I had served in the ag sector for many years. So I'm very familiar with Nebraska and Nebraska family. What would you say the best part of your job is? That's that's a tough one because there's a lot of great, great ones, but I think the best part is probably um, connecting with so many different people from different backgrounds, different organizations, different communities in Nebraska and getting to spend time all over the state um, and even across the U.S. with our national network. So I'd say that's probably the best part. Uh, for those who might be new to uh, understanding about Community Action of Nebraska, could you tell us a little bit about the mission and history of your organization? Sure. Community Action of Nebraska, we are the state member association for Nebraska community action agencies. There are nine community action agencies across the state and they are the boots on the ground providing programs, services, and other different uh, avenues to help people who are experiencing hardship, maybe are trying to work themselves out of a, a poverty situation, Maybe they're just needing extra help with a loved one, things like that. And so our job at the state association is to exist to empower and support those agencies to do their job better. We provide training, technical assistance, data and monitoring, reporting assistance. And then also a big part of my job is supporting them in advocacy efforts and training along with that and, and getting them also involved in advocating for themselves and then also for clients to advocate and tell their experience. You uh, um, successfully highlighted, uh, I'd say, a, a few of those, those programs and services, but can you dive a, a little bit deeper into to what you know programs and services your organization provides for our communities? Absolutely. The nine community action agencies service all 93 counties in Nebraska. Uh, therefore, every Nebraskan is covered by an agency somewhere. The most common programs and services are related to emergency type services. So typically when you hear that, you think 911. This is emergency services for individuals who maybe somebody lost their job or, or something like that, or they you know, lost a loved one where they've been impacted economically to be able to meet their basic needs of the family or anyone in their household. These could be housing assistance, utility assistance, food security, things like that. So they, that's a big piece of what they do. They also provide in eight of our nine agencies, we have Head Start and Early Head Start programs, 
which are great supportive tools for the family and for getting those young kiddos off to a great start uh, education-wise. And then we also have uh, many other services that are throughout the state, but maybe are only covered by a few of the agencies, supportive services for veterans and families, suicide prevention uh, efforts for veterans as well. And then each agency will look around and they'll do a community needs assessment every year. And they'll look at what are some things that are unique to the area that we serve that are a need that we could create a program or service. Some of those may be certain types of financial assistant um, in classes or things like that, or um, other types of specific things related to healthcare or related to other specific needs in the community, mobility, things like that. Um, that are more common or more of a high need in their area, but not necessarily a statewide need. And so they'll do that on an individual basis as well. What's a favorite client story that you turn to when you need to shine a light on on the impact that your organization does for, for so many in our state? Well, I have a very personal favorite of mine um, that I just got um, earlier this year my so just to share a, a personal note here uh, earlier this year my father suffered a stroke and so he was going through his treatment and at his rehab facility and he had just moved in there it was in the evening and um, i met the night nurse who was an rn and she was a sweet lady and we got to talking and she finally asked where i work and i she said well i'm a product of community action and I said, really? And she was probably in her 60s. Her kids are grown. She's a grandma now. She said, yep, when I was young in nursing school, about 22 years old, she said I was pregnant and getting through school and my boyfriend um, decided to leave and he was the one that paid the rent and did everything. And so she said, somebody said, well, go see Community Action. They can help you with whatever you need. So she visited Community Action there in Lincoln and not only did they help her get set up with a case manager and set up goals, which is a big part of what we do is set the goals. And the key thing was her accountability was stay in nursing school. We will be here, we'll walk beside you, we will help you, we will help connect you with services. If we can't provide them, we'll connect you. But most importantly, your goal, your job is to finish nursing school. So she did, she finished nursing school and uh, they gave her a party because they were so proud of her. And she said that was 30 years ago. And she said, now I'm gonna take care of your dad because you guys took care of me and my unborn baby. And the ironic thing is her granddaughter was just born and was named Tina. So um, she was just born a few weeks before we met. So that one has stuck with me immensely um, and she said I never got a chance to say thank you really she said I just life moved on and so I was able to go back and then share that with the agency and um, they were pretty touched by that too that's a truly special moment um, not really mm -hmm. sure uh, where, where to take the interview from there but that is uh, <laughs> a, a beautiful beautiful uh, experience that you had um, thank you for sharing that with us um, in, yeah. in terms of the, the successes of your organization, um, what would you say some of those are for, again, the, the folks who might be new to uh, understanding about uh, Community Action of Nebraska? Absolutely. Specifically for the State Association, our biggest successes have been really building that awareness of 
who Community Action is, why we're here and who we're available to. Why we're here, our main mission nationwide, whether it's at the state association or within the agencies, is to help individuals and families help themselves and also to help empower them to be able to move from whatever situation has got them in economic instability and move them to economic mobility. And we do that by, again, doing, uh, the agencies do a great wraparound case management, evidence-based process. And those clients are fully invested. And so they walk away with so much more gaining, so much more and so many more tools aside from just getting through the situation. Um, so it's really a win-win situation. On a national level, a lot of people don't realize that we are a national organization. So across the US and the territories, this is going on all the time. We have tremendous um, outcomes being shown, especially during COVID. We were really found to be able to pivot and get to more people and deploy programs and services to support those COVID relief efforts. And so that's been a huge success for us, both in Nebraska. Nebraska was highlighted nationally on some of those efforts as well. And so we're really proud of that. We do a great job of outreaching to the community and um, being present in every community where we, um, where someone needs help. And that's not an easy thing to do, especially right now, um, but we're excelling at that very well at the agency level. And then at our level, the state association it's been a lot easier for us to build awareness and support for those agencies. It sounds like that national reach is something that folks might not be aware of uh, with, with your organization. Are there any uh, misconceptions uh, about community action of Nebraska? There definitely are. I think a lot of it is whenever I ask somebody and it's anybody from a community member to an elected leader, I'll ask them if they're familiar with community action. Everybody says the same thing. Yep, I am. I don't really know what you do, but I definitely know you're in my community. And so I think it's more of uh, everyone's like, yep, we just know that they're there, but we really don't know what they do. Uh, so I think it's important that everybody knows that our programs, they're not welfare programs. They're not hand out programs or hand up organization. Um, and that they're not just for people who maybe um, are out of work. They're also, in fact, really during COVID up until the current moment, the vast majority of people that we're serving are either retirees on fixed incomes or households that have two full-time incomes, some of them two or three, just simply with the cost and the way things are going right now, it's just getting harder and harder for everybody. And I think it's also surprising, a lot of people don't realize how much work we do in the early childhood sector. Head Start is a nationally um, accredited evidence-based program that reaches as many children as possible from birth to age five. Right now in Nebraska, we serve over 2000 children and we have waiting lists for all of our Head Start and early Head Start programs. So um, that's always kind of an eye opener for everybody of uh, it, that they, often think, oh, we thought you only did Head Start or we thought you only did housing assistance. We didn't realize that it's pretty much everything. And so it's great to it's great to kind of make that connection for people. And then they I always will get, well, gosh, I thought I understood it, but now I really do. I, I, I guess I didn't realize how much you did before. Um, and so I think that's important for everybody to know is that 
as much as we do on a national level, it's all the way down to every community too. And so really connecting and making sure people at the community level know that that's available to anybody who needs help. You know, I think there's no doubt, uh, all of us working in the field definitely are aware of the wonderful services that Community Action provides statewide, like you said, nine different offices, 93 counties. Um, so thank you for leading that ginormous team and for helping so many Nebraskans across the state with your leadership. Um, Tina and I had the opportunity to do lobby school a few years together ago together. Um, we were one of the first graduates. And so Tina, you mentioned yep. doing some advocacy work. Can you tell us kind of what you've been working on lately and what you're looking forward to ahead? Yeah, uh, advocacy is one of my passions. Uh, and so I tend to I tend to run with that sometimes. But a big part of my position is um, leading that advocacy, doing those lobbying efforts and connecting our staff and our clients with those lawmakers, empowering them to share their stories, share their needs, things like that. So. For the last year, we've been working really hard on getting our network engaged. I've been teaching them a lot of training on different advocacy levels and really getting them all the tools in their tool belt to, to feel comfortable to come with me or to even go on their own. Some of them are venturing on their own. So that's been a big effort. Um, we've also, this last session, Community Action took a bill for the first time ever most of the time, typically we don't take bills. We, we just serve to advocate and support and and do whatever you know is in the best interest of our, our clientele that we serve. And so this last session, we took a bill uh, trying to get some state funding to help support our agencies with some facilities. They are mostly uh, funded through different federal um, grants. There are some state grants and things like that, but the types of grants and funding and braided funding that they leverage, you can't use for building rehab or capital construction or things like that. And as many of you have probably seen in your communities, community action often is um, either purchased or gifted an older facility like a nursing home or a hospital or a school or something like that. And so it's great for square footage, but we all know aging buildings are, are not fun and cost a lot to, to keep up. And so um, we're gonna continue to build education around that need and that um, challenge that our agencies have right now and continue to hopefully maybe as we keep going into um, future sessions to get some matching funds there that would greatly alleviate some financial burden on our agencies, which would allow them to cycle that back into more funding for programs and services. So it would be a win-win situation for the state. Other things, other topics that we're gonna be watching, uh, we're definitely doing a lot on the national side. We all know that there's a lot happening there in Congress with trying to get final budgets finished and final uh, appropriation bills through and many of the programs that we utilize are still being discussed. And so we've been doing a lot of work on the national side as well and getting to know more of our national delegation and getting them more involved in the things that we do back here. And then going into this session, we'll also be watching and trying to advocate quite a bit for as much as we can for things related to housing, food security, and even early childhood and some of those um, childcare challenges that are happening in the state right now, as those are all things that are affecting community action as well. So 
it's going to be a busy session this session, and I think it's only going to continue to ramp up from there. But uh, we've done a lot in two years, and so I'm really excited for this year to see uh, with more more of our network involved uh, what else we can do. Absolutely. Uh, for, for those who are interested in, in supporting Community Action of Nebraska, how, how would you suggest folks connect to, to your organization? Is there a, a website or a, a phone number you want to direct uh, our listeners to? Absolutely. The first place I would direct you to is our website, which is www.canhelp.org. And if you would like to make a phone call, you can reach us at 402-471-3714 and get a hold of myself and we can chat. A number of nonprofits are, are very reliant upon, you know, a, a volunteer workforce. Uh, do you, does your organization use volunteers? If someone were interested in becoming a, a volunteer for Community Action of Nebraska, uh, what would that process look like? Sure. So we definitely would use volunteers at our organization and the agencies do as well. Just reach out and let us know. What I've done with either volunteers or, or interns is kind of see what their area of interest is. We do a lot of different things. There's a lot of support work that we definitely could use. We are a small office, and so sometimes capacity is stretched, but we have a pretty tall order of what we have to fulfill. And so if anybody has interest in that or if they have interest in volunteering at their local agency, they can again get a hold of me and uh, we can get them set up with what they'd like to uh, get involved with. You know, you have a really unique uh, challenge, I think, of supporting these nine different offices across the state. Can you share with our listeners who are also involved in the nonprofit world and trying to support folks (laughs) out in Norfolk or out in Scotts Bluff, um, how do you do that? What's your secret? (laughs) Well, it's definitely a challenge. And when I came in, there wasn't a super great system. Uh, And so I really took a look at where the needs were and, you know, how do we make this work? My core go-to are uh, the nine EDs and CEOs of those agencies. I have two full-time staff, one that does data and reporting, one that does uh, training of all other types and technical assistance. And so um, what I did was when I came in, I said, we each are gonna work with very different people. So I made sure that each one of us had our own key contact at the agency. Um, so we could streamline communications and figuring out what communications work best. For example, we found out through trial and error and from talking to them that if they send an e- get an email from one of us personally, even if it's a mass email, they're going to open that before they open one through like a constant contact. Okay, that was very important for us to learn because we were sending some important information through that constant contact. So... Um, that was some of the things was figuring out what communication is most effective. And then we also, we have our quarterly meetings, typically when our board of directors meet and things like that. So what I did was I kind of beefed those up and uh, every quarter we're there for a couple of days and we add in training and we add in other meetings and we use that opportunity to, do we need to have a roundtable discussion on anything and, and to give updates, whether it's on advocacy or whether it's on reporting standards and things like that. And so that's been very effective for building relationships and connecting and getting people to put names to faces and, oh, so you're the contact for this and you're the contact for that. And so now it's just kind of snowballed to where it's pretty efficient now. We know we don't have to necessarily pipe everything through the ED. 
um, to alleviate some of their emails or some of their footwork that they have to do. But it's a constant effort. It's a continuous effort. And the most important thing is to stay consistent. We've also found that, you know, some simple things like trying to get everybody together for a meeting is just not possible. So utilizing record on Zoom is just the more effective way to go. Um, so if everybody can't make it, they know it's important information and, and they get caught up. So it's been a two-way street for sure. Uh, goals for your agency, what's uh, on the horizon for, for community action in Nebraska? And uh, b- budgets are top of mind for, I think, just about every organization right now, but uh, I would imagine some of those goals extend beyond just, uh, you know, those those uh, bottom line budgets. Right, exactly. So we're really excited here for these next couple of years. We just did our new strategic plan and I'm very excited about it. It's all about growth. It's all about expanding our training and our budget and our advocacy. So just a few examples um, on our training side, our training, um, director that we have does a great job and we're actually expanding and offering our trainings um, out to not just within our network in the state but even within our national network and things like that so we're really growing that base and that presence in the training world Uh, so that's pretty exciting on uh, an advocacy side um, one of the other things that we just got added on to and we'll be working on this session as well is part of the debt-free justice efforts, which is to work on um, what the best opportunity is for alleviating fines and fees for youth and families that are economically impacted by some of those court fees and fines for things that happen with youth. And so we're really looking to build our advocacy around that and around uh, our presence. We've got a new policy advocacy intern who just started who's really going to help with a lot of that. So that's going to allow us to grow um, our ability to get involved with more things. And then on the budget side, of course, um, we have gotten um, some new grants, which are fun and um, really looking to how we can even solicit some grants that would go directly to our agencies to help out. We've gotten some donations and things like that. So we're looking to kind of outreach some of that opportunity for our agencies as well um, to kind of offset some of their costs and allow them to expand things. Too. So it's going to be exciting next couple of years. Uh, again, growth is the underlying under everything. And um, so it'll be it'll be fun to see how that all plays out. If you'd be willing to share, so you're, you're two years into this role. Um, could you tell us a little bit about how you got to this spot in your career? We like to uh, peel back the curtain a little bit as far as uh, who, who it is that we're, we're speaking with. And I sure. feel like that uh, that would be of use to our viewers. Sure. I actually began the beginning of my professional career. My degree is actually in agriculture. So I worked in the agriculture and in the swine industry for many years across the Midwest and um, kind of finished up doing some nonprofit work, uh, one of the commodity boards, and then um, got out of that for a little bit. I went into early childhood with my mom as a partner. She was needing a partner and the ag industry was kind of uh, going a different direction than what I wanted to do. And so that got me into early childhood and I got very familiar with community action with with connecting them with our families and things like that. And then we got into some nonprofit work by getting some grants. And so when I eventually got out of that, when we closed the center, um, that's when I really started going into some nonprofit work. So I've done things with uh, public schools in some of the after school programs. I've done things with Boy Scouts and other groups. And um, when I found this position, I was really trying to look at something that 
um, would get me back to working with families in Nebraska or youth, either one, and in a way that was more of a public service and or stay in the nonprofit sector and um, and one that was um, more of a leadership role. I was wanting to take on more of a leadership role. And so when I found this, it was a great fit. Many, many years ago, my mom was on the Blue Valley Community Action uh, Policy Council when I was in high school. So I was familiar with Blue Valley and our community especially. And um, and uh, so now that mom is, has passed away, it's been kind of fun to, to reconnect you know, kind of in the same buildings that she had worked in. So that was kind of fun. Um, and so it just seemed like a natural fit. And once I've got here, it definitely has been. I've definitely tapped into um, a lot of the same contacts that I've had over the years. And so it's been a great, a great easy transition. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, as a reminder, we are speaking with uh, Tina Rockenbach, the executive director from Community Action of Nebraska. Those interested can support her organization at www.canhelp.org. Uh, Tina, I'm, I'm curious, what have you learned as a result of, of doing this work over the past few years? It sounds like you've been involved in the nonprofit space a, a great deal longer, but specifically in the last two years. You know, I think the biggest thing is um, how important empathy and compassion is. I mean, I've been one that I've always kind of said that that's always been my umbrella with my kids and, and everything at home. But it's, it's so important to just lead with that at all times. You know, we don't always meet people when they're having a great day or um, we don't maybe quite understand. And it kind of, it kind of goes back to also, you never know what, what people are struggling with because they may not show it. And so, um, you know, so that's one side of it is doing that outreach and connecting with people. It's so important to lead with that empathy and compassion for all people. And I think the other thing that's important too is um, taking the time to really educate those who, uh, even if they even if they have a, an understanding of community action uh, or your whatever your effort is, um, that's incorrect. But they're there because they're wanting to learn more. They're wanting to help, and just really taking the time and educate and put that education into everything, because that's at the end of the day, that's really what causes things to happen for us to be successful is taking the time to let people know, hey, these are the pieces that may be missing in your understanding. Um, that's probably the biggest the biggest thing I've learned on especially how to be successful to get people to buy in to, to support what you're doing. Absolutely. Well, that, that is all the time we have for today. Uh, thank you so much to, to Tina Rockenbach, the Executive Director from Community Action of Nebraska for sharing your experiences and the great work of your agency with us and with the community. Th thanks for listening to uh, Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD, Lincoln's Community Radio. For more information and to listen to this podcast, visit www.causecollectivelincoln.org. Keep listening to KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD.